Welcome to our continuing pod series this month called Remembering Joplin. On this episode, we got the chance to interview some members of the Hughes family to hear about their humanitarian effort to assist the Joplin community after the tornado. This pod series contains sensitive subject matter regarding the aftermath of the Joplin tornado. Listener discretion is advised. And now, on to the interview. Remembering Joplin, a humanitarian perspective. And on this installment of Remembering Joplin, we have some very special guests with us today. Uh, very special to me because they are my employers. They are there. <laughs> Good to be here with you guys. It's the Hughes brothers. We've got yeah. Jason, uh-huh. Derek, hey. Dallin, Hello. and Marty. Yes. Now, we got to say that Derek and Dallin are Marty's oldest boys. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the reason they are Thank on here, much. I had to do that dis- disclaimer that, that they are my employers. But oh, and we have Corey too. So yes. yeah, <laughs> um, I found out a couple of months ago, and I think Dallin, you told me mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about the the Joplin tornado, and then you told me that you all, after it happened, you all went down right and helped, which is the humanitarian part of this. I mean, mm-hmm. let let let's start let's start back at the beginning. How? What happened? I mean, you guys heard the tornado yeah. uh, in Joplin, and you kicked into gear. Ex- explain that process. What what happened? Well, for I guess we're kind of in a unique situation with our with our church because our our church usually is is really quick to respond to mm-hmm. um, you know disasters and things and organize pretty pretty quickly. But but with with disasters, kind of there, uh, a lot of times they, people, everybody wants to help, but but the organizers of the help, there initially it takes a few weeks before they're really ready for most of the help that oh, okay. that regular people can give, mm-hmm. and so it, at first it's more the, the emergency responders and and the and you know trying to take care of of dangerous situations or people that are hurt and, mm-hmm. and, and for the most part, they want the, the regular people out of the way <laughs> for that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And so they, they just prefer. Um, and so like in, in Joplin, there were a lot of people who just descended upon it, but they, they didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't organized yet to really be able to do anything. And so there are a lot of people just kind of sitting around waiting. And so yeah. it's, it's nice if you, if you have a bigger organization that can come in and, and, and kind of help organize. So, so, so the church, the, the church basically contacted you all right. uh, to, to right. go out there. And, and through the organization of the church, the cool thing about that is that of course our church has here in Branson, we have, uh, we have five, five different Five congregations mm-hmm. um and uh like like in springfield i don't know how many we have in springfield it's maybe you know a 20. bunch yeah. but yeah, but in, yeah. in the general area there so so basically what they do is is they'd say okay well this these 20 congregations uh they're gonna take them all up to joplin all at the same time for a certain three days, for for th- maybe, okay. maybe the weekend, and everybody will go up there and, and help, and then they'll take another twenty congregations, and so they would and they would pull from from different um, from different areas. So you know they'd you know whether it's Branson area or Arkansas or wherever, and so th- oh, okay. th- that that way it was really organized, and they said this is when you guys can go and. And then they, when you got there, they actually were communicating with the, with the Red Cross and with with these different organizations. And, we got uh, up there several times, yeah, and it was really cool okay. because they had a staging area, a huge staging area, on a farm next to the freeway there. And you, when mm-hmm. we got there, you just saw rigs and tents, and it looked like uh, a, t- a tent <laughs> wow. city outside Joplin. Well, because I know the Red Cross went there. Uh, 
quite a bit. I yeah, mean, they, they, I, yeah, they, they were handing out mills to us yeah. when we were working and cleaning awesome. up. So you and, stayed there for like three days, right. and you would stay down there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, we went down there several times too. Yeah. So, oh, that's it. Now, now, how long after the tornado did was that? Like a week after you said uh, it was. Well, I would I would say that maybe the first time we were there it was maybe two weeks after. Okay, yeah. that and sounds then, right. B- but even. Even even then, it was. I mean, there was there was just so much work so to be much done. To be, to do, it was just yeah. a crazy. But it was amazing oh, yeah. to us, though. Still, how how many people uh, they would go down there to to help, but they it was hard to know where to go or what to do. Right. And so, um, if if you were able to like go to the Red Cross or go to um, one of the other organizations that were helping clean up or whatever whatever they were helping with then they could kind of assign you to go somewhere. And so that's what I we understand. received. We received yeah. assignments of different homes to go to and help. And uh, it was pretty amazing because people had already gone out and asked, what help do you need? And then they would say, okay. I need this help. And then they'd, you know, they'd organize well, Whatever it would be, like and, cleaning up or or just finding yeah. Oh, yeah. people's yeah. stuff that's been destroyed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man. There was one, one place. <laughs> the guy owned two homes. And he was just down the street from the Joplin Hospital. Oh. And uh, both of his homes had been completely destroyed. In fact, uh, his own home, the only thing that was standing was just uh, a piece of his closet wall. Wow. And yeah. he and his wife had huddled down in the closet. And the rest of the kids had gone down in the basement, thankfully. But uh, they had put their wedding rings on the side desk there. Uh-huh. And... Uh, he had like over $250,000 worth of artifacts that he had collected all around the world in there. And insurance was like, I don't know, you know, you got to find this stuff. And he had a Mickey Mantle baseball that had been, <laughs> oh, you know, wow. they, yeah, yeah. they found, uh-huh. but you couldn't tell anything about it because it had been in the water for so long. Mm. And, and we were picking up artifacts of, of, you know, these bowls, the Egyptian bowls and different things like that. Just Indi- Indian, oh, Indian art. clay. Just, yeah, it, was, it was pretty eclectic, the stuff that anyway, he Anyway, just put it all in stacks so the insurance company can see what it is. Okay. But the only thing he really cared about was those wedding rings. Yeah. You know, and when we had two groups, there was us and some of our boys. And then we also had a... There was a, another Christian. There was a Baptist Christian group from down from in Texas. Texas yeah. Oh, wow. Good, good kids. And they, they came up and uh, helped us lift one of the walls to the bedroom where we thought the rings might be. Uh-huh. And luckily... Well, what I what I remember uh-huh. about that is that there were, this this was an older home, so there was plaster all over about yeah. a foot deep through this whole room. And, and we would shovel mm-hmm. a shovel full and carefully go through that looking for his rings. And the whole time he was saying, you're not going to find them. It's just that it, they're gone. Yeah. And we, and we, along with this other Christian group kept on saying, well, let's, let's have a little faith. Let's, let's pray that we'll be able to find these rings. And, and he was, he was considered himself an atheist and oh he, really and he said ah, that's not going to work and so <laughs> so we, we we said no i th- I think if we if we pray uh i think we'll find them and um and he kept on saying no no and so we're shoveling the whole time he's he's kind of a uh not very uh, he's larger gentleman. well he was a lot larger guy and, and but he was older too but and n- not able to help really oh okay and yeah. so so he was just sitting there watching us shovel and sit. But he was stuff. destroyed mentally too. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just physical. Oh it yeah, was just... yeah. He just wasn't able to deal with it. Oh, at for all. something like this. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine what. Yeah. How, oh, how I would devastating react. that would be. To, yeah. To your everything, you know. I mean, it was crazy yeah. because there was a there was a bin full of dental records that had flown over from the hospital into the back of one of his places. Yeah, they'd flown about and, four blocks and, and it was, landed on top of his There was stuff everywhere yeah. and, and, you know, trying to find his belongings and all of that. I mean, it was just a crazy mess. Yeah, you'd, 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 as you're sifting through stuff, you'd find stuff from, like, that yeah, obviously wasn't his. It was from either the hospital or, or you know, all of who these. Who knows where. Uh, who knows where. Yeah. Just strange things that would uh, appear in his stuff. But... As we're shoveling through this through this room, we we got to the very last in the in the kind of where the corner was and a little bit of the wall in the inside corner of of his room. Uh, we've it was the last shovelful that we that we picked up and carefully sifted through, and we 
found their two oh, wedding rings. Man. He was just in tears. When we brought just, him to I him. don't believe just... it. I can't believe it. We'll say, yeah, we know you don't believe it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we, we found believe. him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were pr- it was a yeah. pretty mo- moving moment for all yeah. of us. Oh, it, was, it was really neat. Now there, there are five brothers yeah. uh, of Hughes brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. So did you all five went, correct? Yeah. 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 yeah we have, we have two of you here today and I want to find out from Derek and Dallin, both you guys, you went with them, right? And you got uh, uh, what bizarre stories do you do you guys have? Whoa! Oh dear! <laughs> you want to start? <laughs> sure, I, I have a couple. Um, we were we were decently young when this happened. Not not super young, but uh, young enough that uh, I don't remember as many details. But I remember mm-hmm. remember some of the stories. Okay. Um, there was uh, one man who lived next to uh the man that we were helping that you just heard about Mm -hmm. um and i remember talking to him and his experience in the tornado was he was on the second floor of his house when the tornado hit taking a bath and he was upstairs he was upstairs Mm -hmm. apparently he had no idea that this was happening i don't know how but yeah he was taking a bath and uh all of a sudden he heard his house starting to rip apart and uh, he had the uh, the thought come into his mind that he should duck. And so he ducked in his bathtub and was holding both <laughs> sides of his bathtub. And he felt himself drop and the bathtub crack underneath him. Oh, and when man. he looked up, his house was gone. He was on the first story of his building and the bathtub had fallen from the the second story into his living room with him below, in it with yeah. him in it and he was just holding this thing together with his arms <laughs> there was a media guy that had the exact same experience he was on the third oh floor oh my god and he he was he got in his tub he wasn't taking a bath mm-hmm. but he got in his tub and there was nothing left of the building all he was down on the foundation with his tub cracked in pieces but he was you know his whole back <laughs> shirt had been ripped off and he had had debris fly against it and well oh. i'd say it was just amazing the stuff we saw in fact i remember looking at the walgreens there on the corner mm-hmm. and there were these shingles shingles these soft shingles that stuck had in the stucco. stuck at a 90-degree angle into the stucco. Looked like somebody threw them like Chinese stars into the side of the house. Yeah, just, yeah, just wow. winging them out there. You're looking at that, a, and you're thinking, yeah. how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there were tons yeah. of things like that. Like, uh, I remember looking uh, one of the homes that we were help, helping with, looking across the street, and there was a, a, a bed, one of those bed rails, you know, those metal yeah. bed rails that was harpooned through probably, I mean, it was like a... Man, it was a big oak tree, but it was stuck right through the oak tree and then twisted around it like a twisty tie. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, like people that. don't yeah. understand. I mean, there's you've probably already you know heard these stories, but you can get a piece of straw going through a stop sign. Yeah, yeah. it's like when you get a projectile from a tornado, especially of this magnitude, yeah. two hundred and fifty plus. Was right. it almost three hundred? Yeah. I mean, it was. It was up there. I mean, F five tornadoes. Anything is dangerous. Anything can be a projectile. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to really be careful. That's why. That's why we tell all, all the kids and even the parents. There's a tornado warning. Put on that bicycle helmet because that's what you want to. That's the thing. That's you know, smart thing. And, and you know, I mean, Good that idea. goes to prove from from the bathtub. I mean, we we tell people, you know, get in the the lower portion of your house bathtub mm-hmm. is good if you have a mattress yeah. great if not a pillow definitely a helmet yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that we're raising head. a lot of awareness yeah. out because you know i mean if something happens to your arm that will mend but if something happens to your head you're oh, gone yeah. Right. yeah something that we noticed uh with with most of the homes that had that had really had that kind of damage the the out the upper stories were usually like just gone yeah and yeah. then and then the outer walls were gone if anything was left, it was usually the smaller spaces, the like smaller closets spaces inside, bathrooms. closets, bathrooms, things like that, that had no outside walls. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's usually what was left. If there, it, or that was just gone too. And there was just a yeah. basement. Basements yeah. are a lot, even more safe, but you know, there was, uh, there was another story. We were cleaning up the first home that we went to mm-hmm. and, uh, I was just 
it was surreal because we were picking up pieces of pictures of people's families from the from the uh, apartments, you know, down the street. And just trying to, anything that you found that was personal, you were trying to put in piles so that that could get back to the owners if you could do it. Yeah. But these guys told us the story of the one family that uh, they had heard about. Apparently the father had died a few years earlier and he had a wife and three daughters. And he had told the wife and three daughters that if they were ever in a tornado, they needed to go to the one corner of the basement that he felt like was the safest. Okay. And they remembered the father's words. They went down to that corner of the basement, and that was really the only place that was undisturbed. And their lives Mm -hmm. were saved because they had listened to what their dad had said about where to go. Yes, knowing where to go. That's that's it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't believe, Derek, that that guy was up. On the second floor. It was, <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. crazy. I mean, I mean, the, we we found out when we interviewed uh, meteorologist Gary Bandy. Uh, it was on the first episode. He said that the, the tornado siren sounded 24 minutes before the first sighting of a tornado. Now, right. now we've got to, to still stress to people: the tornado sirens are not designed to be heard indoors. They're designed yeah. to be heard outdoors, right? Because People have access to media. You have televisions, mm-hmm. weather radios, radio, yep. internet, us, whatever mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. for, for your for your indoor indoor thing. So maybe he was just not thinking. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, sirens go off so often, especially in that area, that people didn't yes. really heed the warning. Yeah. Well, and, the, and that was, was proven in Joplin. There was so yeah. much going on too that night. There was a prom going on. Oh yeah, it's high right. school graduation. The, yeah, and there's some really interesting yeah. stories because of prom. I mean, we had we had friends up there that had kids that were out on the roads. Mm. And, it was, it was uh, a graduation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was graduation going That's on. What it was yeah. I heard there was prom going on too. Yeah, well, maybe you're right. Yeah. It was graduation. a lot of activities. Yeah, yeah. and but uh, we, we heard of one one kid had their car with several people, and they got in a situation where the storm was picking up their car and once it came back yep. down they got out of the car and ran into the gas station and <laughs> talk about talk about a situation you know uh yeah the, the, those tornadoes especially yeah. that magnitude will lift your car it will lift, right. it lifts sem- well, i mean we, we saw cars semis. in trees and yeah, uh, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It, it was yeah i mean i don't think yeah i mean it, it's it, it's interesting how powerful uh the wind can be in a tornado but at the same time it's amazing things that they that a tornado will destroy and then leave something else completely mm-hmm. untouched well they, they've done science about this now and it's it's kind of bizarre when you have huge tornadoes like ef4s and ef5s you have this rotating mm-hmm. column but mm-hmm. they have discovered now through technology they can get inside that a lot of times what is happening in these huge whirlwinds there are smaller vortices going in like that so when that tornado moves over one house is destroyed the one next door is still intact Mm -hmm. and it's it's due to those those mini tornadoes with inside that tornado And you you can see the path from the helicopter with the swirly yeah. going yeah. around. Well, we definitely saw that in Branson. Oh. Two homes on both sides of a church destroyed, but yet the church wasn't touched. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, that's weird stuff. But in Joplin, I tell you, over by the hospital when we got there, it looked like Hiroshima. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I it bet. was <laughs> that that thing must have been a half mile wide because yeah. it was. Oh, it was I mean, at least, it was, wasn't it, Corey? It was like a mile, wasn't a mile. it? At least a mile. Yeah, yeah. it was at least a mile. It was big mile. and it was moving slow, so it, it got yeah. everything. In the that, that's, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. So, Dallin, yeah, haven't heard from you. What what was your experience? What what hit you? Well, I don't remember. I don't remember any stories from the locals. What I remember is driving into town and expecting to see at least one building standing. Mm. And the closest thing to a building was the hospital, but it was totally. Everything, like all the outside walls of the hospital were gone. I think there was a shipping container lodged in there, if I remember yeah. correctly. So Definitely. All, was the, all the glass was definitely blown crazy. out of all the windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, th- that's the one thing my, my sister-in-law said. Uh, she lives in Joplin, just, mm-hmm. but she lives just south of I-44. Right. And it came very close to her house, but she was, you know, thank God she was okay. But she said 
the thing that just struck her is if you are standing in Joplin, you have no idea where you're at. Right. Everything, right. all your landmarks, all your yeah. visual cues are gone. It's totally like you gone. have no idea which way is north. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're on the north part of town or so, you know, like if you're in the middle of that. Is that how you felt when yeah, you I mean, guys I, drove up there? Honestly, I felt like I had walked into a like a, a dumpster. Yeah. Just this just this massive dump. Um yeah, it 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 kind of had that feeling of a dump. right. There was there was there's yeah. nothing standing. But I, I can't smell. I can't imagine. I mean, did you all go in one car? Or just we took the Hughes brothers bus up there. Believe it. <laughs> Good. Hey, there so you go. We had a place to sleep days, overnight. Yeah. You know. Good. Yeah. But but just driving up to there. I mean, you knew what had happened. Mm-hmm. Right. But in driving into starting, you know, into Joplin, starting to see all the devastation, what went what went through your minds at that point? Well, for. For me, a big thing that went through my mind was just that the pictures and what you see on the news can't... It didn't do it justice. cannot begin to uh, really give you a feeling of how devastating it was. I can't imagine. I mean, I just just can't imagine. It just was so... It it just seemed to encompass everything. And and yeah, I mean, and of course... a camera lens isn't going to be able to pick that up. Exactly. You, know, you can, and, and just eat, and, and also just the smell of, of things too. And when, when you didn't realize it, you yeah, know, that's there, right. there, there are different sensory things that you just don't, don't get in a picture too. Um, you know, if, when, when things get destroyed and there's sports, especially with water damage and things like mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, there's just a lot of, you know, rotten food and rotten, and, That's and, right. and and also mold um, and other things that well, and animals too that that mm-hmm. might be killed or different things like that that you you know you, anyway you just you just don't expect scary things yeah. from like that. from tornadoes sometimes is the the bacteria and the problems that they have from the storms just flying around i mean it's uh, you've got old barns old roofs Mm-hmm. Old attics that have buildings with crud in them that or, are just fl- yeah. dust flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. You have no idea where that dust is from. It just is a. It's just a yeah crazy thing. And in, in, in southern yeah. Missouri, we're we're pretty good at creating mold. So <laughs> well, yeah, especially, <laughs> especially nowadays, everywhere. right? <laughs> and then, then it, you know, another thing that made it take so long to get out there and clean up is the fact that we had all that rain afterwards. That's right. You know, yeah, I mean, that storm was just... kind of isolated. I mean, it kind of kind of came out of, uh, I think, when we talked to Gary Winnick, Corey, it started in Kansas and just kind of didn't move and just kind of built. Is that, do I remember that right? Yeah, but in the, in the uh, days uh, after, there was uh, several rounds of rain uh, and storms. There was a, a police officer that was actually struck by lightning oh, while... Man. Uh, helping, he was not from Joplin. He 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 was mm-hmm. you know coming wow. in from another area. I think that was two <laughs> days. Police officers like really? two days later. He, he, <laughs> he got struck by lightning while directing traffic and, and while was directing, killed. Yeah, directing directing traffic. There was also yeah. an airborne. Uh, I don't know if it was a bacteria or what it was, but it had something to do with the soil, and uh, it was making people sick. And there were like eight deaths just from that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, so they, yeah. they when we were up there helping, they'd have us wear masks and. That's what and I was going to ask like you, that. like like boots and hard-soled mm-hmm. shoes we, and we stuff. We did. Well, <laughs> I learned my lesson. I I had a I stepped on a nail. Oh. And so did so did one of my buddies that was a construction guy, and so uh. we immediately went down to Walgreens, got. Yeah, you know, they had the mobile units out there. And they gave us tetanus shots. And one, of the, one of the guys that came up there to help, uh, he was a, uh, he was a. Uh, ex uh, special forces guy you know but also into construction he had this i mean it was like a i don't know it was like a 20 pound yeah sledgehammer <laughs> was, do you remember oh, that guy yeah yeah james oh, yeah. james could swing a catch of that <laughs> he, for was, sure. he was knocking stuff i mean because you or know you uh, you have to even though things are destroyed you have to still deconstruct things to be able to right to pull and that's kind of the what would happen is you would you try to salvage what was possible to salvage but mostly you were you're trying to take things out to the curb okay so yeah that, so that mm-hmm. then then there were these big giant uh trucks that would come in 
uh, a, a dump truck would come and then there was a, a crane with a big hook that would come behind it. And then the crane with the hook would come over and it'd pick the, the junk up on the curb and put it into the, into the, these big dump trucks that would then haul them off. And we we're just taking wow. a bunch of junk out to the curbs, you know, yeah. so yeah. that we could get it cleaned up and. Yeah, and so you'd, and then they'd basically you'd just have different crews that would go to different people's homes, and uh, but but you weren't, you weren't uh, of course allowed to help somebody. You couldn't just walk up to any random house and start. Oh, you? Helping. Oh, really? Okay. Well, no, be, well because you know there's if if the owners aren't there and they haven't invited you to come, then you know, they don't want you going through their stuff. Right. Like the people Makes who, sense. Yeah. The people who we were helping weren't even able to get back to Joplin until, uh, you know, until the, the two weeks mm-hmm. were over the, 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 that one particular house they'd they'd, they'd come back once and kind of just looked and just had no idea even what to do. So then not, didn't even know where to start. Then they left and then they, mm-hmm. until we had, until they had been assigned us to come help them then so, then so they, they will add where you were at then they would give you assignments where yeah where to go yeah and that's that's a better way to do it because otherwise oh yeah uh, you know you and, have everybody and you, everywhere and it, even mm-hmm. even though you're you maybe your house is completely destroyed you don't want just anyone going through there there's still things that you want to try to recover or try to to have mm-hmm. of taking care of and so if any random people, and that, that's a big problem with, with destruction that size is that then you, you often end up with looters and people like that that'll come in. And when, when, know, when yeah, all I the know. people, all the people on a street are gone, you know, they're, it's they've free all rain, gone yeah. to Springfield or somewhere else to try mm-hmm. to just be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, people come in and, and, uh, and steal stuff. So while we were there, we, we actually, I mean, it was pretty obvious that pretty much on every street there were a few national guard uh people assigned right to every street and they would patrol the streets and and just uh you know make sure that uh, well they would have to or yeah. chaos would ensue it's just yeah yeah well it's it's, it's necessary unfortunately <laughs> yeah right. unfortunately there you know that's so do do you have any what what derek like do you have what is your most memorable humanitarian thing that uh, or, or down. Was, we, either was, one. Of, yeah, yeah. It was probably just seeing how demoralized everybody who lived there was, mm-hmm. just because uh, the amount of loss that they had, uh, the amount of sheer confusion. Uh, even yeah. two weeks after, um, people were still walking around like they were in a daze, not knowing where to start, not knowing what to do, and and. I think that's uh, such a crucial part of any humanitarian es- effort is is learning to um, to help the people in in that way is just uh, instill be some there. kind of if be they there have to be there yeah, give them have... some kind of hope that that uh, they'll get through this that that they can rebuild something yes you know yes um, yeah because if if your entire life is just turned upside down mm-hmm. I mean like like I said it's like I can't imagine you know if my house was destroyed. What, what? I mean, I can't put myself in that, and it's yeah, so traumatic. Right. And yeah. that's, I think, that's the most awesome thing when you have people, loving people like you guys, can go down and help clean up and comfort people. Yeah, right. And what's your most uh, memorable? Well, family? I was going to say a similar thing because you know it's not just their houses that are destroyed; it's their jobs. It's all of the people yeah. around them. You know, they don't. <clears throat> aside from. Aside from you, they don't have anyone to go to because everyone around them is totally demoralized as well. Everyone, yeah. Um, so you being able to play that part of not only comforting them, but also being able to offer them opportunities into another lifestyle, into a new start, is a huge thing for them. Um, otherwise, they really, really don't have anywhere to go. You know, the guy that worked at the gas That's station, true. suddenly there's no gas station. What does he do? Right? Right. Right, and and it, and then the the banks. I mean, you can't really get any money. Right. Uh, if if you just have to go somewhere else, it, yeah. it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. I remember we were giving out cleaning kits too. There were like mm-hmm. uh, emergency type. Uh, here's some food. Here's some cleaning products. Here's some things to make sure that you're, you know, that that you're safe. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to be able to give out these boxes of supplies and things to people. And that so that was another thing that we did was just delivering these supplies to people who needed it. And yeah. we'd ask them first if they needed anything. And we could go back to the storehouse yeah. where they had just a, a storehouse they had put together really quickly uh-huh. uh, from the headquarters of the church where they had this stuff ready to go. It was oh, really, good. really awesome. Yeah, because I've seen, I've seen like on the TV coverage and stuff, I mean, truckloads after truckloads mm-hmm. of water, especially water, yes. right? Water, Water's food, really everything yeah. just going to right. Joplin. And they did that same thing in, in the Moore tornado. They did, I mean, any natural, it's oh, yeah. just so enlightening to see that type of support. Yeah, right. well, it's, it's pretty amazing that, uh, I mean, there there are so many different organizations there and, and uh like when when we're working, you'd you'd come down. It was like a giant, almost like a giant campout kind mm-hmm. of because yeah. the, there would be like on the, on the corners of a, a lot of the major streets there would be uh, a place where where they'd set up tents and tables and it, it, sometimes it would be a, a particular church from somewhere mm-hmm. that would just come in. They'd set up their stuff and they they just concentrate on feeding people, mm-hmm. and so if you're yeah, if you're awesome. somebody helping or if you were somebody that uh, had your home destroyed, you could come down and and mm-hmm. get something to eat, and uh, it, as many times as you wanted, you know, and and uh, that's, and there that's were great. there were people driving up and down the streets with uh, giving out food. Of course, we we kind of joked about that, as there was one 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 truck coming up the street and they have a uh, their coolers in the back and they're just they're handing out like uh chicken and barbecue and different stuff out of the back of the truck and one of one of the guys that was helping us works in food service uh here in branson mm-hmm. and he goes boy if this was branson they th- that that would uh they would be giving them a rough time about uh, the food ser- the, because of the food service rules <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> about how you have to take care of the foods. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, but, you know, I won't tell. <laughs> we, yeah, and we were thankful. I mean, we were really oh, thankful, so thankful that they were coming around. Oh, yeah. And we, was we'd it? go over to Walmart yeah. where they had the staging area and they'd have a bunch mm-hmm. of different organizations that were right there on the corner and they'd be offering foods and different things oh, for yeah. the workers that were out working around the town and so it was really a blessing to have all those different churches and organizations that were just gifting things yeah. to yes mm-hmm. yes and to me one of one of the most to me that that whole the whole of Community it spirit. it was so amazing because of of how people would come together to to serve and to and to help out in a in a situation like that and, and not just not just come once, but come many times or, or even just come and just be there for a month to, to help out. It's, it's, it's really, it's amazing how, how communities come together and, and I, and not, not to judge other communities, but, but I think that, that here in, here in Missouri, we have a, a real, just a real work ethic there, the, I didn't. Even though people were devastated, and and some of them couldn't really do for themselves, uh, they anyway. They, they it wasn't. They were. They weren't just sitting around saying, "Oh, poor me." Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're this. You know, let's. We're going to motivate you. We're going to let's, let's get this yeah. done. Let's, let's it was make neat it to happen. see the guys that had were, chainsaws, guys that had yeah. tools, they're ready to yeah. go. It mm-hmm. was, it was just people mobilized and they got it done, you know? And, and, uh, and I think that in, in a lot of, a lot of disasters like that, uh, communities fall apart because they, there's just no, there just aren't enough people or in some communities that, that are, that just know how to jump in and do get stuff done. Yeah. Well, it 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 took about six months, I think, for my wife to yeah uh, want to go visit. I asked her, yeah, and I said, "Do you want to go? We can go." And then she would say, "I'm not ready yet," you know. But finally, about six months later, we went, and you know what what we saw. I mean, the poor thing. This was, was her hometown. Yeah. Know? And just seeing the trees just completely stripped oh, yeah. right. and and houses and, and about that time there was some rebuilding going sure, on sure yeah whatever but she was she was glad she went and they got and my, like i said my, my sister-in-law she she was fine and she's got some great stories about how they uh took 
from from the old hospital they took different things from the old hospital and incorporated it into the new hospital right. mm-hmm. yeah and i got a chance to go see it and i mean joplin is growing strong yeah, you know, we're eight, yeah. eight years ago this this uh, this month. Yeah, and and, and going that on. was one of one of the experiences that Marty and I had uh, along with the the brothers is we one of the times we went up there we actually went up with a Branson kind of task force mm-hmm. uh, of Branson entertainers and uh, and the and the main idea was that we were we were going to put on this. Uh, telethon basically to raise money oh yeah to, to help them and i don't remember what how much money was raised but it was know. it was a significant amount but um we did a benefit we, concert here in branson too well that's that's, the, that's, nah, that's yeah that's what i'm talking about but but as a as a part of that we went up to joplin with with different groups of entertainers and with the uh, with the joplin media and all of that stuff to to actually get video and different things and to kind of talk about some of the different stories. So we went, we went to the hospital and the hospital administrator for, of course, kind of took us through their, their makeshift hospital that they had set up. Oh yeah. Which was incredible. You know what the stuff that they'd done. Mm-hmm. Um, Huge and, tent. And he, and he was telling us and he told us stories about, you know, different people that were working at the hospital at the time and, the windows blowing out and people running everywhere <laughs> trying to yeah. help people. And, and, uh, and then I remember we, we also visited the school cause that, that was a part of the, some of the money that was raised went, went to the school to, because all of their, all of their instruments. And of course the school was destroyed, but, um, right. but also and you can't rebuild something like that. You have yeah. to Mm-mm. knock it all down and restart again. Yeah. It'd be way too much. So, It'd take too yeah. long. Yeah. When we, yeah. when we went and we looked at the, like the auditorium of, of the old school, it's just, I mean, it was just, it, the, the, roof, the whole was roof, gone. roof was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Were you there Dylan, mm-hmm. when we went up for that? Yeah. So, you know, there, it was, it's it pretty crazy, you know, the, and, and talking to, to, those particular people um kind of hearing their story from from that side of it too because of course the school was having the graduation yes and 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 then the at the hospital of course you know that's in any disaster a hospital is going to be uh kind of a a center for things oh, it's happening. It's going to be crucial for but if yeah, the hospitals destroyed. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? You know? <laughs> and so it was. It was really interesting hearing uh, how they how they were able to to put things together and and make things work and still uh, take care of people. Yeah, yeah. Now, Derek, didn't you, did you tell me before we recorded something happened to you? Oh yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I want to hear about that. So when we were uh, <laughs> when we were helping. Um, this man that we were talking about earlier, uh, we found his yeah. wedding rings. It was yes. the same house. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but um, I I fell into his basement on accident. Whoops. Uh, yeah, because there was so much debris that yeah. that I could uh, I couldn't make out the foundation of the house. Oh, so all you the thought time. you were? And so I thought I was steady, and then all of a sudden the foundation opened up into what was the staircase oh and, man and i just fell through and all of a sudden i was in this really really dark room that was completely covered <laughs> and there was just this this light opening right above me where i fell through luckily i wasn't hurt bad but <laughs> but yeah but that's i think that's uh an important thing to realize in humanitarian effort is is just even in the aftermath you need to be careful. Yes, just because you want is, to help, right. you want to help, but you need to protect yourself too. Right, there are still definitely things that can happen, and even though they they give you precautions about things in the air, uh, working with gloves, you know, working with boots, all yes. all of the fundamentals. You can. That, you can still fall and still step on a nail. <laughs> pretty, so, yes. you know. yeah, we had quite a few that did. It's interesting. Almost every block, they had a little medical tent set up. Oh, good. That you could actually just go and get a tetanus shot 
or you know you could Perfect. you could get uh, first aid and things like that. So they obviously they were very aware that <laughs> that and at that point, of course, most of the people who are getting hurt were uh, volunteers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not yeah. knowing. Well, like you said, yeah. you just destroy. I mean, unless you have somebody coming out and assessing something, yeah. you don't know if that how stable that is. Right. Right. You know? right. And and <clears throat> the, it was it was interesting too. I remember when we first got there, kind of coming coming into the area we're looking and and i was like wow look at that like there's nothing left of those homes but then later i realized that the reason there was nothing left was because those were actually the homes that people had already come to clean up Ah, and so they had pretty much little things had been left like a statue of mary right on the the front porch and that was the only thing that was left was the concrete wow. and the steps yeah, or, but, but, or there might be a US flag sticking out of something yeah. and it just it was but usually it, those were it was it, for me at first I thought that the tornado had just taken them away but I think for the most part those those were homes that people had actually come already and and cleaned up yeah and so they they had you know it was anyway it was it, it was a learning experience. I tell you, up until then, I always when I would hear the sirens in Branson, I would go, "Yeah, a tornado ain't going to happen in Branson. We've got all these hills." Yeah, we didn't right? think about it as and and, uh, yeah. and <laughs> seriously as we and, do now. And uh, and of course, after Although my seeing, kids still like to play in the rain. After seeing the Joplin tornado, <laughs> and then and yeah. then and then also i remember uh that same year i remember going to an emergency preparedness kind of fair thing where they had the uh, some a guy give a a workshop about tornadoes and and uh and he started to talk about how so many of the things we think about tornadoes are just wrong you know like mm-hmm. like they like a tornado going to happen with the hills you know well that's totally false yeah well, <laughs> well, it did well i mean obviously it did and but um, <laughs> well and, and the leap day tornado yeah the, the leap I mean, day that, that right down a lot of things wrong oh my god yeah uh, yeah well and we've been the, having brushes with them here yeah. too but that's wow. that's just but the thing is those the things that it proved wrong are just wives tales i mean people who really understand tornadoes know that that's just false mm, right you know but of course people i, I heard that the whole time that i've been in branson up until we had the tornado and Branson was, well, tornadoes don't happen here right. because we have all of these hills. Yeah, it just rips up the boat docks <laughs> on the lake and never really, you know. One thing I remember about the Branson tornado was, well, it was an EF2. Yeah. But an EF2 right down the center of Branson is going to get a lot more media coverage than an EF2 in some farm That's, town somewhere. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you had all this media. So all my Joplin media friends, see, I, I used to work in the media in Joplin. They were calling me just assuming that the tornado was just as bad as theirs because of all the media coverage right. it was getting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So I was like, no, this is nothing. Nothing no, like the miracle, The miracle yeah. of the Branson tornado is there's, there was no casualties in oh, yes. Branson. No. Yeah. And, and we, we were talking to Gary Bandy about this. I mean, the, the, the two mitigating factors, number, number one, it was leap the leap day so Mm -hmm. the branson wasn't really going yet Mm -hmm. i mean usually everybody starts going the middle of march first of april yeah right uh the second thing is that tornado when it ripped through here was going at 70 miles an hour yeah so it was was just at one o'clock in the morning so yeah yeah, at one o'clock in the morning so so we those are some mitigating factors but still when people think tornado they think mid-afternoon they think big it's devastating no Mm. One o'clock in the morning in February yes. right. slash right. March. It kind of depends. Yeah. You know. well, I, I, I remember for for that. I remember you know hearing the the sirens, uh, even inside my house, mm-hmm. and 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 alarms going off the phones and all that stuff. Yeah, and and, uh, and I, w- I remember going out on the porch and I could hear that low rumble, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, everybody, <laughs> right yeah. now, yeah, and down. getting everybody down in the basement, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, <coughs> it, and I was, I don't know, my, my house is, I don't know, really close to 76. And, and mm-hmm. so it, I got a lot of debris and different things and a few broken windows and things. Not, oh, not, wow. not anything big deal. But um, I remember after after the tornado, going over to where our one of the local grocery stores the used to be the Jubilee, I guess. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, roads. Was yeah. the the whole roof was taken off, and mm-hmm. and they had on top of the roof they'd had a layer of of rock <laughs> up on top of the roof, and and afterwards they'd they'd tried to clean all that rock up, and they had these giant piles of rock out in the parking lot. Wow. And I had a friend that he said, I um I, I want to build a a greenhouse in your backyard. And I was like, yeah, well, I can't do that because we're going to have to build it up and level it out and everything. And he said, well, I think I know where I can get some rock. <laughs> <laughs> so he went over, yeah. he went over to the, to the, gro- to the, to the, to the guys that were cleaning up over there and going to re- reconstruct things over there. And he, and he said, Hey, what are you going to do with that rock? They said, well, we're just going to get rid of it. Yep. And he said, if I haul it off, can I have it? So, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I ended up. And you have a greenhouse now. Well, actually, no greenhouse, but a big pile of rock in my backyard. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, I, you know, the pictures still I have some great pictures of both tornadoes, and and they still don't do justice to when you when you see it with your own eyes. And... Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I mean, I was, this was, you know, when I went, it was six months afterwards, and I was still mm-hmm. just driving around looking, you know, six months later. Mm. And I, I mean, but being there at that time, oh, yeah. I just can't imagine. Dallin, do you have any bizarre stories? Any bizarre stories? Or Not that I can remember. Some... Um, you didn't fall through a... No, I didn't. No. I, I actually thought he was down there working. Not that he had fallen through. I thought he was looking for the rings down there. No, it was almost and untouched. I, <laughs> I I wanted to go down, but Andy told me not to um, because it was dangerous. I was like, well, Derek's down there working. Derek's down there now. Why can't I go? It wasn't my choice. <laughs> yeah, not not your choice. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 being, just being safe. And uh, I mean... So what did you all take away from this? I mean, you you were all down there. You got a chance to help people put things back or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. any anything wow. come to mind that you can take away to well, share I, with people? I'd say the first thing is uh, take tornadoes seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, of course, I think I think that if you hear the sirens, generally, if if a, if a tornado is actually coming, you you're gonna. You're probably gonna see it or hear it. Maybe unless probably. you're taking a bath, yeah. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're unless taking you're a bath or whatever. Yes. But or but, sleep, yeah, yeah. But but most likely, if you're actually watching for it, you'll probably see it or mm-hmm. hear it. And uh, but but you know, take it seriously. And then uh, and then also just just how awesome our our community is, just in general here in Southern Missouri. Uh, just amazing people, and in in Joplin there were so many amazing people from all over that came to help. Yeah, but, from um, East Coast, West Coast. I yeah, mean, it wasn't yeah, just around here; it was like yeah, all over the every, especially Texas. There was like an incredible amount of people from Texas coming up yeah. and helping. Well, they're used to tornadoes. Really awesome. so. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know what you're going yeah. through. So they yeah. kind of take them up. Yeah, was, did it, you take anything? It was really amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know, Randy, I think that. Uh, uh, just uh, how devastating a tornado can be to a community, you know, first of all. And then, again, what Jason says, how great the community is to be able to get together and help each other. And, uh, you know, you realize that things aren't as important as, as people are. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, great point. And Material things can be replaced. That's people right. cannot. That's right. And and you can't take it with you, Mm-mm. and so I, for for me, uh, after seeing that, it it made me realize that uh, it could happen to anyone. It could happen anywhere. Yes. And even though we're in this this nice little uh, protected oasis in the middle of Tornado Alley, <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. like <laughs> that yeah. we could still have crazy tornadoes do things here too. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. And with technology nowadays. Uh, you sure know, we can look in, up. We yeah. can look inside the storm. I mean, I mean, I got to say, I, I mean, you you both know that, that when I'm sitting there playing for the show, <laughs> I've got my iPad. If there's severe weather, I've got that radar. Right, up. right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's lucky for you that you got. Yeah, no, you it's, know, a, it's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing to have a weatherman right inside the you know the I'm show, letting us know whether we need to be. How many people know Stormdar and still have no idea that you play for us? 
I know we got to fix that. Maybe they'll we'll, know now. So. We'll, we'll mention. We'll say, hey, yeah, you know that our our keyboard player is is like an awesome weatherman, and and uh, they'll say, oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got an internet thing is you know the storm called Stormdar. Really? Yeah, that, that's that. the storm guy guy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you need to put a sign or something out there. Uh, um, the storm dar. The storm. Well, we got our theme and everything. <laughs> Derek Allen, you got anything you can? Yeah, I, take I was just gonna say, you know, don't set your life up around the things that revolve around you. Make sure that you're good point. Focusing on the relationships and mm-hmm. and um, the people that are important to you, and as you do that, recognize that. Everything can be taken away in an instant. In an instant, mm-hmm. exactly. All right. Yeah, I'd I'd say just mimic what everybody else said, but but also just pay attention. Um, be be aware. You know, look at the weather every once in a while because there are so many people who don't. I know, especially if you go out on the lakes. Right. You know, we we issue lake alerts. I mean, yeah. everything well, we issue is unofficial, but it's to get yeah. the public aware of yeah. something. You know, right. if you got storms coming on Table Rock, get off that lake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was scuba diving once, and it was perfect when I went down. When I came up, it was lightning and just crazy downpour. I I got out of that water fast. I bet. The boat <laughs> I still didn't feel safe. Oh. But, oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, the weather can change in an instant. Water's Missouri. a pretty good conductor of electricity. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Randy, you know, storm might not be official, but I, I'd much rather have accurate than official. So, well, thank right. you. We, we That's do, why we we do our best. We always follow Stormdar <laughs> rather than the official. I have a running joke with with people just uh, telling them that most weathermen are like slightly above fortune tellers yeah. but but it's not like that with storm dart like, oh you're you're super you're super accurate I well love it. well i think because me and Corey are kind Corey's an insomniac so he's he's going in the middle of the night but we are constantly looking at all of the you know the storm prediction center the forecast discussions yeah. especially the radar everything our well, Corey's goal, watching it now you know he's oh I, oh i know <laughs> Corey, you've got i a, always watch it yeah you got a severe <laughs> thunderstorm down there Corey, do you have anything you wanted to ask ask the guys well i just wanted to uh, thank you for coming on the podcast today uh, it's nice yes. to have uh some 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 uh, Randy's uh, employers. He, he talks about you all the time, but we've never actually been on here and and, and got to talk to you guys. And it's, yeah. it's nice. It's, we sure thank you for 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 coming. Um, it's our pleasure. Well, thanks thanks for having us. What was the first time when you were driving into Joplin on I forty four when you first saw your the the, the first sign of of, of, a, of a tornado or or, or uh, damage? It was nothing compared to what you got. To in the center of the town, is that oh, correct? Yeah. Right. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh, this isn't too bad. I remember yeah, I was there the like two weeks later too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and it just kept getting worse and getting yeah, from worse. From the freeway, you almost couldn't even tell. Right, unless yeah. you're down there closer yeah. to the yeah. The first thing that that gave us an indication was <clears throat> all of the people that were mobilized on the sides of the highway, like that tent city type situation. You know, <laughs> yeah. we were like, wow, what's going on? You know. And then the further we drove into it, the more we realized, wow. This is big. Yeah. And eventually they brought in, you know, some signage about volunteers need to go right on the I-44. Volunteers go here. Volunteers go to the airport, blah, blah, blah. And it told you where to go right from there because you had people coming in and and they couldn't stop the the, the flow of volunteers coming into the city. There were so many. So that was the best way to direct the traffic. And then they kind of told them where to go from there. So Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Like my sister, my sister-in-law said that. She said suddenly there were, you know, you it could show, especially in the middle part of town when you had nothing and yeah. you had no markers and suddenly then you can kind of see, you know, where you're going or whatever. <laughs> and the hospital was kind of a marker. Yes. You know, cuz you could see from quite a few blocks you could see the hospital. Uh, but you couldn't. I mean, you know. I mean, you could see it from anywhere in town. There were there was there were no obstructions. Uh, yeah, that's you know? right. You could see it from range line. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. and you had to look at the hospital to determine exactly uh, uh, your location. I mean, you're not going to mm-hmm. be you know right <laughs> on unless you have GPS right there with you. Exactly, because there were no street signs and no markers and no nothing, so you couldn't tell where you were. Oh, that's that's the other thing I was going to ask. Did, did your cell phones work? I don't remember. I, I don't really. 
I mean, because you know, if you get devastation, it's going to take well, out towers. Like we did have spotty areas. Spotty, yeah, okay. It, and uh, man, I remember somebody told me that a a train car had actually flown a half mile away <laughs> into something, and and I, I wouldn't just, doubt it. I and mean, then, I then the disaster that happened at Home Depot and some of the other places was just oh. really devastating. Just yeah. Did you guys go there, or I mean, were we you, saw it. You we saw drove it? by it, and the walls at Home Depot had all fallen in. And uh, if anybody was, you know, inside uh-huh. those walls, unless they were in a, yeah. a space that was not a, you know, yeah, the, there was some loss there. Yeah, there was some other weird things too. I think that that we saw pictures of, like we, like I remember seeing the, the hospital administrator showed us a, a, like, were they like the the little chairs in, from the school? Oh, uh huh. You know, the little metal with the metal legs yes and it was it was stuck with the legs first into the tailgate of a pickup truck oh it's like like it had been <laughs> welded cut off and welded. Well, that, that's what i was know. saying it earlier was just, it, was it was like just the, wow. the power of that yeah. penetrating just looked then, like it's art you know yeah. but it's that it's but then it's, I no, two boy fork and you know that's remember oh yeah impel you i remember also hearing about this uh this uh living room where or i guess it was a dining room they had the dining room table set and it had all the fine china on it uh, with the tablecloth and the, and all of the all the napkins and everything the house was completely destroyed but there wasn't even a smudge of dirt on that dining table that's it, bizarre isn't yeah. that weird yeah, and strange. and it just the, the Every place setting, all the napkins, everything were just untouched, undisturbed at all. And yet the walls of the house were gone, <laughs> you know, around yeah. it. Mother, mean, Mother Nature he, has like, her, her ways. How of, uh, does that happen? Yeah, <laughs> putting <laughs> metal within possible? metal, destroying a house, but then nothing on the, on the china. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like the, being in the middle of a hurricane, the eye of a hurricane, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. some spaces that just don't. Did you so were calm. you involved in saving like any pets or did you I mean were you in search for that or were you pretty much in the midst of re, rebuilding and helping yeah. and Yeah, well so. we were more in the midst of tearing down what had been you know, okay, cleaning just, up the the debris. Okay. And and things like that. And the, I remember one house that we went to that early on uh that was wasn't in the middle of town, it was a little bit further out. He had had like all kinds of trees fall over in, in his yard mm, and things mm-hmm. like that. And so we were out there with chainsaws and, yeah. and cutting the the trees up and just kind of helping get his yard cleaned up and although and Jason had mentioned problems and all those there things. There was that smell like something was dead. Yeah, I can't yeah, I can't, like, I can't yeah. imagine I mean I know once you mentioned that killed. it's like, oh yeah, I guess oh, yeah. there would be. And propane. Yeah. Gary mentioned propane yeah. uh yeah. leaks and everything. Pro- right? yeah. Propane and then and then also s- sewer uh issues too, you know, where you know the things that opened up. Well yeah. I mean just, just having an open pipe that runs to sewer can end up giving you and, right. and septic tanks and things like that that might oh, have yeah. been disturbed and so you know it i don't know exactly where the smell was coming from but it definitely was yeah it was all over and then, and then yeah. oh, there's a lot of the homes too that that were like in some of the neighborhoods we helped out in too were were old homes i mean mm-hmm. oh yeah and and so older older homes also have you know uh, smells Mm-hmm. already in the in the walls and things like yeah. that that you don't you don't recognize until suddenly the sink is gone or the it's the walls are blown the walls are yeah. blown up and then it's like oh you know but see yeah. I, that's why i think oh. there was this bacterial sickness that was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well i gotta tell you it i just appreciate you guys so much because it you all just prove that there's such love and humanitarian aspect out there to yeah. go and help mm-hmm. and rebuild and I just appreciate all of you for coming on the podcast yeah. today. Thank you. Thank you. And Thanks if, for having us. if anybody is in Branson, I got to put the plug, the Hughes Brothers show. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, come on. <laughs> come on by. Come see the Hughes Music yeah, Show. Well, it's, 
Yeah. There's world's <laughs> largest performing family. You yeah. Get to see us. Bring a chainsaw. Maybe we'll cut a tree for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right now, uh, <laughs> d- during the regular season, which goes through the end of October, we yeah. our primary schedule Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday evening at eight, and. Yep. Uh, Wednesday and Friday at two o'clock. So come yeah. on down and huge variety show with all yes. kinds of of music and dance and kids around. Lots of thirty eight kids. Is it? Now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids, kids, four brothers, yeah. their wives, yeah. a five piece band. I'm surprised the stage holds all of us. <laughs> and Randy's not only the weather guru; he's an uh, incredible musician. So, so when you're when you're watching Randy, but, if he's looking, actually looking at his stand. Like while, I'm reading my music. Playing, like he's <laughs> pretending to read music. He doesn't need to read the music. He has the whole show memorized. Yes, can, I arranged the show. So. <laughs> so if he's actually looking at a stand, just know he's really checking the weather. Yeah. yeah. And if it's if it's nice weather, who knows what I'm doing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, again, thank you all for coming. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank, thank you. Thanks, thanks, so much. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having us.